16 minutes it is after 8 p.m. We go into our shop steward's corner now and uh, we uh, cast our sights on uh, the uh, world of uh, domestic workers. And uh, I'm joined now on the line to take a look at uh, uh, that uh, judgment there from the Houting High Court, which uh, ruled that domestic workers who were injured in the past while on duty would be able to claim damages from the uh, Compensation for Occupational Injuries and Diseases Act, COIDA. And I'm joined on the line to speak about this by Pinky Mashiane, who's the founder of the United Domestic Workers of South Africa. I was speaking good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening and thank you. I was speaking, let's maybe start off here. Uh, if you could just give us a brief background here to the particular case that uh, allowed you to bring this matter before the courts. We do know it involves uh, uh, one of your members here or a domestic worker, I should say, who uh, uh, was working for one employer and uh, ended up losing her life uh, in the course of her work. Yes, it was Maria Mashangu in 2012. She fell in a swimming pool while cleaning the windows at her workplace mm. and drowned. And since domestic workers were not covered by, are not covered by COIDA, I started with that case since that 2012, trying to find justice for domestic workers. It's been a long journey, but we are very grateful with the court outcome that at least and at last there's a channel at the end of the life. Just talk to us, I mean, about this particular challenge because uh, we are quite familiar with this case. Uh, you know, uh, I think from May or so, uh, it came to our attention. But I guess the big issue was always around uh, whether or not uh, this particular, um, how do I say, sort of uh, order by the court could be pl- applied retrospectively. Yes, in, in May, on the 23rd of May, Deputy Judge President. Moloba ruled that Quetta was unconstitutional for not including domestic workers. Mm. So, yes, the, last week it was about the retrospective of the case because he wanted all the domestic workers who were injured or died in duty since 1994 to be compensated. Uh, according to our lawyers, the minister wanted to pay from three years. Mm. So we said no, not and that three years was not even including Mashango. So we said, no, not three years. We want to go back. So on Thursday, on the 17th, when the court was, uh, we were at the court, the judge ruled that the matter gave us the order to go to the Constitutional Court. While the, the lawyer was still explaining to us what's the procedure at the Constitutional Court, she received the message, uh, our junior attorney, Amanda, from Ferry. She told us that there's a message from the uh, lawyers that the minister has agreed to compensate retrospectively unlimited. That was the greatest victory that I've ever heard about domestic workers. We are so overjoyed. Mm-hmm. And now, so we are only left yeah. with the Constitutional Court to confirm, after the Constitutional Court has confirmed that the domestic workers will start to claim from the compensation fund. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 just briefly, I mean, explain to us uh, why this particular matter now has to go uh, to the Constitutional Court. And uh, we also understand that the Department of Labor didn't even oppose this particular thing. And it makes me sit back here, Sissy, and ask myself, uh, I was thinking, why would it take 25 years for the Department of Labor to even make the necessary amendments to COIDA uh, to effectively include domestic workers? Yeah, uh, domestic workers... To be honest, we're not taken serious in South Africa. 
even the UIF started only in 2003. We always have to push for something to, for domestic workers to get their benefits. So the quota was uh, long overdue because there are a lot of cases of domestic workers who are injured. Others are crippled and they fell while they were waiting at their, work, at their workplaces. So it was uh, that problem with the Department of Labor, thinking that because domestic workers are working as individuals, it's not easy to implement COIDA on domestic workers. They also said that they, do, they don't have funds for, for compensation. But we didn't take that and just said and say the government is saying no. We pushed until today. Mm-hmm. And that the other reason they didn't oppose is because they also know that it, it was unconstitutional of COIDA to, to exclude domestic workers. So we are going to constitutional court because we are given the, that commission by the High Court to go there if the minister was refusing to compensate, to go there and argue retrospectively. Mm-hmm. So the minister decided to agree to do that. And we would also like to recommend the minister we are really for doing this for domestic workers. Mm. It shows that indeed he is a unionist. Okay. Let's pause there for a second, uh, Auspinki. Uh, I'd like us to, to uh, take a quick spot break. But when we come back, uh, I want to find out if uh, any timelines have been given about uh, these uh, potential amendments uh, alongside and running in parallel with uh, your court challenge, which uh, we understand you're taking to the Constitutional Court. 23 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our Shop Stewards Corner, and uh, we're taking a look at uh, the uh, uh, challenge uh, that has been brought before the courts here by uh, the United Domestic Workers of South Africa, uh, with uh, seemingly some assistance here from uh, the uh, Department of Labor. And uh, uh, I'll speak to Mashiani, who I have on the line, uh, indicating uh, the uh, support that they've received there from... Um, the Department of uh, Labor and Employment in bringing this particular matter uh, before the courts in order to uh, uh, finally deem unconstitutional uh, the uh, COIDA, uh, which is the Compensation for Occupational Injuries and Diseases Act, which uh, effectively excluded uh, domestic workers from uh, claiming damages uh, from injuries that uh, they um, uh, receive uh, in the course of their work. Now, Auspinky, I'm quite interested. You were saying that... uh, uh, you, you do commend the role of the Department of Labor and Employment here. Have they given you any timeline about when uh, they would, uh, I guess, bring these amendments uh, before the different lawmaking bodies and before the president? Because we do know that uh, there was a process that was kickstarted in 2015, and I don't know why and when it stopped, but uh, is, is there a sense of how long this would take? As far as all are concerned, they are saying that now the department will provide a formula that will assess the cases. Once they have, they've done that, then we'll start with the claims. They said maybe it can be next year, but we are still waiting to hear from them. And uh, remember that in 2018, on the, 18, uh, on the 18th, yes, 18th of October, there was a, a quota amendment bill which was issued by the then Minister of Labor, Mrs. Spirit Red Elephant. Then they asked for our submissions. Then we did that, but still it was not signed. So... We are expecting them to sign since the court has ruled that it is unconstitutional. We are expecting the minister, the president, ever are supposed to sign that code amendment bill to include domestic workers. But we have won already. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for many of the domestic workers who might be listening into this uh, conversation, or their children, uh, or many of those who survive them, who might be asking, you know, Mama, maybe Waswaleka, SM Sibenzini, 
for one reason or the other, uh, how do they ensure that they access uh, one this particular you know coida provision and uh, kickstart the claim process and can they do so or do they have to wait for the constitutional court uh, to uh, uh, I guess uh, make a judgment on this issue of retrospectivity? Yes, actually, it's not a judgment. It's just going to confirm. This okay. is the confirmation, yes. So we expect that after that confirmation by the uh, Constitutional Court, we will make call to all those domestic workers or who their parents died while they were working to contact us so that we can get in touch with them and uh, process the, the, the that those claims. Uh, there's a family in particular, really, that touched me before Maria Masangu's case. Mm. Uh, from Alexandra, it was Christina Moyo, who was looking after the employer's house while the employers were on holidays. She was killed, raped and killed in front of her four-year-old child who was four, who was four in that year. So we are also calling on that family, if they can contact us, because I really would love to meet Tinti. Her story was very, very sad. That her mother died in front of her. She was raped. Electricity was cut. Landline was cut. She stayed for four days with the corpse of her mother. And when the employers came back, she said, my mother won't wake up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, before that, when I saw Maria Masango's case, I was already pierced by that story of Christina Moyo and Tinti. So I'm also calling on them to please contact us so that we can also help them to claim mm. when the, the constitutional court has... Where, where can they get hold of you, Osping? My number is 073-291-2244. Okay, please say that again. 073-291-2244. I also want to tell the domestic workers not to come with false claims because the government will assess, will assess those claims before. Mm. There must be a proof that she was really injured on duty. You will not come and say I was in your country while you fell washing your own windows. Yeah. If you were beaten by dogs, it must be a proof that you were beaten by dogs at your workplace, not in the street. Mm. So they must not come with false claims. They must understand that this is for those who got injured and those who died while they were on duty yeah. in their employer's property. Sure. Just, just, just a quick one here. I mean, would this dispensation now apply also to uh, uh, you know workers who come from outside of South Africa. It might be Zimbabwean or Basutu workers. Um, and even those that are on some of these new technological platforms. I mean, I think of, of one platform called Sweep South, uh, where someone might not be sort of working uh, for you as the sole employer or even working there for the entire day, but would be working, I guess, for a specified number of hours. Uh, one would think that it should apply to them as well. It should apply to all domestic workers because even if they can work less than four hours, they are still domestic workers. Even if they come from outside South Africa, they are working here in South Africa. They are covered by the labor laws of South Africa. The time the employers employ them, they put them under the labor laws of South Africa. So they are protected by that. It will apply to all of them. But you still have to sit down with the department and Mm. iron all those issues. Sure. Okay. We'll have to leave it there, Auspinky, and uh, once again, congratulations on this uh, particular victory here. And uh, uh, I certainly hope that it's going to lay the basis uh, for much uh, greater organization and better benefits uh, for uh, domestic workers here in South Africa, who uh, in many cases have, I guess, uh, through policy and other regulations, been deemed invisible, uh, least of all this uh, COIDA regulation here as well. Auspinky, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Thank you.
that there was uh, Aus Pinky Mashiane. She's the founder of uh, the United Domestic Workers of South Africa, uh, speaking to us this evening as part of our Shop Stewards Corner about the inclusion of uh, domestic workers in the uh, Compensation for Occupational Injuries and Disease Act and uh, the claim process linked to that act there, COIDA, and uh, the uh, court's finding that uh, the exclusion of domestic workers from COIDA is unconstitutional. And uh, we now await, of course, the... um, uh, action of the Constitutional Court here uh, to uh, place uh, this uh, in, um, I guess, uh, or give it the kind of necessary constitutional muster. Uh, but uh, it does also uh, not necessarily mean the Department of Labor must not continue its process. I think it's very important uh, that uh, the necessary amendments are made uh, to this uh, piece of legislation.